Amen. That was good singing. And we're going to turn to God's Word for our Bible reading. And we're turning to the Gospel of Mark and to the final chapter of Mark's Gospel. That's the chapter 16. Mark's Gospel and the chapter 16. We're going down the chapter to commence at the verse 9. And as we come to read this portion of Scripture from verse 9 down to verse 20, uh, we're reading from the authorized version of the Scriptures. And any other version of the Scripture would cast doubt over this particular portion of Scripture. They would tell us that it was not in the original but we believe that it is God's inspired and infallible word, and we're glad that we have this section at the end of Mark's gospel. Mark chapter 9, or Mark chapter 16, and the verse 9. Now, when Jesus was risen early, the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. After that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they them. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them... He was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. And we trust that the Lord will add his own blessing to this public reading from his own precious and infallible word. Amen. Now we're turning together to the portion of Scripture that we have read from God's precious truth. It's Mark chapter 16. And in singing the chorus of the hymn, it has really given my text for this morning. Mark chapter 16 and the verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. 
Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And my subject this morning is evangelism. Let's just unite together in a word of prayer and ask the Lord for help in the preaching of his word. Our gracious God and our loving Father, again we do thank thee that we have thine own precious and infallible word before us. We thank thee, O God, that thy word is quick and powerful, that thy word is truth, and we pray that it might go forth with the power and in the demonstration of the Holy Spirit of God. Hear us, our Father, and abide with us now. Shut us into thy presence and speak to each and every heart. We ask it for Jesus' sake. Amen. William Carey has been called the father of modern missions. And it was at a meeting of Baptist ministers in the late 1700s that he first raised the issue of evangelizing foreign fields. There was a senior minister who was present when he raised that thought, Reverend Dr. Ryland, and he reportedly said at that point to William Carey, young man, sit down. If God wants to convert the heathen, he will do so without consulting you or me. No doubt at that point, the young William Carey was humiliated. But nevertheless, he never lost that burden for the foreign mission field. And he did go forth, and he did a great work for the Lord. And the words of our text here before us in verse 15, they would be the final words spoken by the Savior before his ascension, words that are to inspire his people and to challenge his church, what has been called the Great Commission. And it is the Great Commission for the church in all ages. And it should be our desire to fulfill this command from the Lord, whether we're seeking to fulfill it locally or nationally or internationally or even globally. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I want today this word to be a challenge to our hearts, a challenge for the year that lies before us in the will of the Lord this year, 2024, and all of the ongoing evangelistic efforts with the children, with the young people, and with older people. The preaching of the gospel on a weekly basis, of course, we desire to fulfill the Great Commission and we want to see precious souls being saved. But in addition this year, our session has planned two gospel campaigns. One is in the month of May. Out in Anahilt, we hope to erect a tent and have a tent mission out in Anahilt. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. God willing, in October time at the harvest, we want to have a harvest mission. 
And after the harvest services here, moving the meetings across to the church hall to mark the 50th anniversary of the opening of the hall. Of course, when it opened in June of 1974, it was then the opening of the church. And it's 50 years ago in this year that that church was opened. And it was opened for the preaching of the gospel. And the church here was founded and the church was built on the preaching of the gospel and with gospel missions. And therefore, to mark that 50th anniversary, we want to return into that hall with a gospel mission and a desire to see souls saved and won for the Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore, I want to speak today on this first Lord's Day of the year on the thought of evangelism, that we would make this year a year of evangelism. And thinking about the words of the text, I want you to notice, firstly, the mandate for evangelism, the Lord. The Lord is the one who is the speaker, and he said unto them, Go ye. And there is the mandate for evangelism. This is a word from the Savior. This is a word from the Lord. And the words apply to every believer. The words apply to the church of Jesus Christ. And therefore, every Christian, every born-again believer is to get involved and to engage in this great commission of evangelism. And the Lord gives us the mandate to go. Go. That word go is a powerful word. That word should come to us with impact. It may be just a little word, but here is a little word from the Lord, and it's a very powerful word. It's a word that comes with challenge to each and every heart. Go. You think of that, you're getting a word from the Lord to say go. An example of that little word again was over in 1 Samuel 23, and here it was an experience in the life of David when he was considering going forward into battle. And it tells us in 1 Samuel 23 and the verse 2, David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go? Shall I go and smite these Philistines? And the Lord said unto David, Go and smite the Philistines. He got that word from the Lord, and what a powerful word that word is. Go, shall I go? And the Lord said, Go. You know, David's men in the verse 3 showed that they were fearful about entering into the battle, and they expressed those fears. And in verse 4, it says, Then David inquired of the Lord yet again, and the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go down. Enter into the battle. And the Lord said to David, Go. Even though there was fear, there was trepidation, they could go with a powerful word of direction from the Lord. And when you think of our text of Scripture, it relates to the battle and to entering into the battle. And it's the battle for the souls of men and women, of young people and of boys and girls. And the Lord is saying, go, 
It's a powerful word to the church. The parallel passage over in Matthew and the chapter 28, the Lord is revealing there his power to his disciples. And he said to them there in Matthew 28 and the verse 18, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. And he brought them to think about the power that he had. All power is given unto me. We were singing the words. And then in verse 19, the Lord said, Go ye therefore. And the word comes with power. It's the power of the Lord behind it. And the Lord would say in the strength of his power to his people, Go. Go. Powerful word, but it was a personal word because he said, Go ye. Speaking to them personally, the responsibility that was coming upon each one of them, they were to be his agents, they were to be his ambassadors, they were to carry forth the gospel at the Lord's command. And he said to them, Go ye. We were being honest today, maybe we would have to say we've lost a little bit of that evangelistic zeal. Lost a little bit of that enthusiasm to go. May the word come today as a personal word to each of us, go ye. Oh, it's not easy. In fact, it's becoming more difficult. Difficulties being raised up before those who want to do a work for the Lord who want to spread the gospel, obstacles being put in our way. Decisions have been made, even in our own land, to create buffer zones in particular areas where gospel preaching is outlawed. Not allowed to preach the gospel, not allowed to witness with a gospel track, not allowed to pray, and those buffer zones could very easily be widened out and extended. Not easy today. More difficult to evangelize. But the commission still stands. There's a powerful word from the Lord. The mandate from the Lord. Go. And the personal word it's go ye. And we would say it's a progressive word. That divine command from the Lord. That is our responsibility to go forward. And to make progress. And to see a work done for the Lord. David Livingstone, a great pioneer missionary, he said, I'm prepared to go anywhere so long as it's forward. So long as it's forward. It may be difficult. may be many obstacles and hindrances that are put in our way, but let's seek to do what we can. Let's seek to make progress. Let's seek to go forward for the Lord. We have the mandate. The mandate that comes from the Savior himself. But secondly, I want you to notice the mission in evangelism. Go ye. And then the Lord said, into all the world. Into all the world. There's the mission. What a task that is. The mission that lies before us. The vision that we have should be a global vision. It should be a world vision. Because the Lord said to his church, go ye into all the world. John Wesley, 
one of the founders of Methodism. He was banned from preaching in the Anglican pulpits. And finding himself without a parish, he, he went forward out into the open air and he carried the gospel particularly to the working classes. And he preached in fields, he preached in town squares, he preached outside coal mines, wherever he could get a people to hear. And some complained and said, oh, he's trespassing into the parishes of other ministers. And John Wesley was said to reply, the world is my parish. The world is my parish. He entered, in fact, into his journal on the 11th of June, 1739. I look upon all the world as my parish. Thus far I mean that in whatever part of it I am, it is my duty to declare unto all that are willing to hear the glad tidings of salvation. This is the work which I know God has called me to, and sure I am that his blessing attends it. The world is to be our parish. That's the mission for the church. Go ye into all the world. Wasn't that the pattern that was set down at the very commencement of the book of the Acts? And there the early New Testament church as they waited in Acts chapter 1 upon the promised Holy Spirit the Lord said in verse 8, But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and on to the uttermost part of the earth. And the Lord there in Acts 1 and the verse 8, he was giving the pattern that was to be followed for the building of the church and for the spreading of the gospel, it would start in Jerusalem. That was the local area. And then it would move out into Judea. That was the wider area. Then into Samaria, into the neighboring area. And then on to the uttermost parts of the earth. That's the part that's still ongoing. That's the part today that we find ourselves in, spreading the gospel, taking the gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth. We're to keep reaching out. We're to keep sowing the good seed of the gospel. And it's to go into all the world. And so you have the mandate for evangelism, go ye, and you have the mission in evangelism. Go ye into all the world. And then you have the means of evangelism. Go ye into all the world and preach. That's the means of evangelism. When we refer to preaching, we tend to think about formal preaching, such as I'm doing now, preaching from the pulpit, Go ye into all the world and preach. And that's certainly included in the command that's given here in regards to the Great Commission. And we would say that that formal preaching is the primary means. 
The primary means, the ordained means, the means that God has set down. Oh, it might seem foolishness, and it's referred to in 1 Corinthians as the foolishness of preaching, but that's the means. That's the means that God has set for the spreading of the gospel and for the building of his church. Preach, preach. Romans chapter 10 and the verse 14, it says, How shall they hear without a preacher? There's the challenge that lies before us. Go ye into all the world and preach. Matthew chapter 4, we learn that the Lord Jesus himself was a preacher. Matthew 4 and the verse 17, and it says, From that time Jesus began to preach. The Lord Jesus Christ was a preacher. Verse 23 of that chapter, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. The Lord Jesus Christ was a preacher of the gospel. The Apostle Paul, when he spoke to Timothy in those words in 1 Timothy 1, you can see that Paul counted it a great privilege to be a preacher of the gospel. And he spoke about the Lord who had mercy upon him in putting him into the ministry. And later when he would give Timothy that charge, he said to Timothy, preach the word. Preach the word, Timothy. You see, that's the means that the Lord has laid down. The responsibility of the whole church is to preach right up until the Lord returns again. It will be the responsibility of the church to preach. And while formal preaching is the primary means, we've indicated already, it's not the only means of preaching. There's personal means, witnessing, witnessing to ones and twos. That has to be included here. In Matthew chapter 10 and in the verse 7, the Lord said, As ye go, preach, as ye go. And so as they were going along the way, whoever they would come into contact with, the Lord was saying, Preach, as ye go, preach. And that wasn't formal preaching. That was just speaking on the one-to-one basis. That was personal witness. In Acts chapter 8, the verses 3 and 4, you learn there that the persecuted church, it says they went everywhere preaching the word. And it wasn't always in formal meetings with formal preaching. It was personal evangelism. It was the personal means. You recall last Lord's Day, we were speaking from Psalm 107 in the evening time, and that refers to the goodness of the Lord and the mercy of the Lord. And the Psalm 107 opens with the words, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Then the psalmist says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Speak about the goodness of the Lord. Speak about the mercy of the Lord. The redeemed of the Lord, let them say so. 
Let us have that personal witness, practical means, take up a gospel tract. Oh, gospel tracts can be distributed. I was out for a walk yesterday. I was given a gospel tract. What a witness that is. What a practical witness that is, just to be able to distribute a gospel tract. If you can't put one into someone's hand, you could, you could leave one somewhere. You could post it through a letterbox. I have a tract for you today. A gospel tract that was originally by Dr. Paisley. It's called There's No Place Like Hell. This tract is been reprinted and republished. We have thousands of them available. And with some sitting out on the tables in the hallway, and I want you to take up that track. And I want you to read it, and it will be convincing to you that there's no place like hell. And just to mention to you the outline that's given here, there is no darkness like the darkness of hell. There is no loneliness like the loneliness of hell. There is no restlessness like the restlessness of hell. There is no endlessness like the endlessness of hell. That doesn't stir us to evangelism. Take up that tract and seek to spread the word of the Lord and seek to reach out. There's practical means, so many other practical means on the World Wide Web and emails that can be sent and different social platforms that could be used to, to spread the word in, in a practical way and in a progressive way. And so you can see from our text of Scripture the mandate in evangelism and the mission in evangelism and the means in evangelism. But let me talk about the message in evangelism. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. The gospel. That's the message. It's the good news of the gospel. The message for mankind today, the gospel declares. It declares that we are fallen and that we are depraved and that we're sinful and that we're lost. And if we're not saved, we're facing damnation in that place that's called hell. That's the gospel message. But the message of the gospel goes further. It reveals Christ to the fallen soul as a refuge for their souls, for the salvation of their souls. And therefore, in preaching, we're to preach Christ when we preach the gospel. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it refers there to the preaching of the gospel. In verse 17, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. And Paul refers to the preaching of the gospel. And in the very next verse, verse 18, he refers to that preaching as the preaching of the cross. And the preaching of the gospel is the preaching of Christ. And it's the preaching of the cross. And there in that 23rd verse, Paul says, we preach Christ crucified. You see, that's the gospel. Reaching out to the souls of individuals by preaching. Preaching the gospel. 
And the preaching of the gospel is the preaching of Christ. And the preaching of Christ is the preaching of the cross. And the preaching of the cross is the preaching of Christ crucified. There's the message. And carry that message that the Lord Jesus Christ died to save. And he shed his precious blood to save the whosoever. And the Lord is ready, the Lord is willing, the Lord is able to save today. But oh, for evangelism to reach out to those around us who are perishing in sin and to bring to them the hope, the blessed hope of the gospel. But one final word very quickly. The motivation in evangelism. The motivation. When we were singing that last hymn just before the message, the chorus said, All power is given unto me. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. That's our text. And then it added at the end of that chorus, And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And that was combining those two verses The one is our text of Scripture in Mark 16 and the verse 15, and the other one is from Matthew 28. And it's the verse 20 that we find those words, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even on to the end of the world. And therefore I draw those two verses together. To see this wonderful promise that we have as we go forward in evangelism. To see that word from the Lord. The promise of his presence with us. And my, that ought to motivate us. That ought to stir our hearts in evangelism. That we're not going forward in our own strength. But we're going forward in the power of the Lord. And we're going forward with the presence of the Lord. And to know the Lord's blessing. And to know the Lord's presence in our efforts in evangelism. Lo, I am with you always. David Livingstone, whom I've quoted already. David Livingstone said concerning this promise, it's the word of a gentleman. The word of a gentleman. In other words, one who will keep his word, one who will honor his word. And the Lord Jesus Christ has given to his people this great task, this great commission. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. And he says, and lo, I am with you always, even on to the end of the age or the end of the world. That was enough to drive David Livingstone forward. And in all of the trials that he encountered and in all of the difficulties, he said that was the word that kept him going forward for the Lord. Lo, I am with you. It motivated him to go forward. May we have fresh zeal. May we have a fresh desire. May we have a greater burden this year to see souls saved and add it onto the church. May the Lord bless his word to each of our hearts this morning.